Welcome to episode 32 of the Kevin Doherty podcast. My guest today is Breen Og O'Sullivan. I first met Breen during our teenage years when we worked a part-time job together. I've always found him to be hilarious, positive and kind-hearted. During the first lockdown of 2020, Breen embarked on a personal physical transformation in which he lost over 15 kilos or 33 pounds. During a time of such doom and gloom, I personally drew a lot of inspiration from this achievement. Breen worked closely with his personal trainer and close friend, Jur, of Lift and Laugh Fitness. For anyone looking to start their own personal health journey, Jur's link is in the description below. Here are some of the things we talked about in today's episode. Making lifestyle changes during lockdown. The value of accountability, support and a positive environment. Dealing with the sudden death of a loved one. The clear links between physical health and mental well-being. And the value of opening up, honest communication and genuine connection. Thanks for listening. Green, good to see you. How is the first week of inner county freedom treating you? Oh my God. It's like kid of Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, do you know what? it's not that different. Uh, not for me anyway, from a personal uh, standpoint, because with my job, I'm, I'm driving the whole time. And I, I suppose between Limerick and Kerry. So I'm always driving anyway. So everything's closed weekend. So there's nothing to do. Um, yeah. So I'd say it's, it's probably different for a lot of people. How are, you, how are you doing it up in Dublin? The only thing differently that I did this week was Friday evening, I went for a walk out near Hoth, which was really, it's really nice just to get out to the coast. And because like you never think of it when you get a place to live is the coastline within five kilometers of where I am now. You, like you never think of that a couple of years ago, but now that is the reality. And uh it was great to get out into a bit of nature and not have the anxiety of when you're coming back, what are the guards <laughs> going to say if you stop? And like, oh, Jesus, I was out shopping. I was just going to Lidl. I was just going to Lidl. So it was good. It was good to get out and a bit of freedom. But as you said, it's like there's still not a lot to do with the weekends. Um, I'm, more, I'm more concerned that you call it Lidl and not Lidl, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I Can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hardcore Lidlist, like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's where I shop. That is the place. And can I can I ask, um, did you go anywhere outside the five K anyway before the restrictions lifted? I made like let's say since since Christmas, I think I was down home in Limerick once. I was actually thinking about going down this weekend and my mother just went, No, we had people last weekend, so we just we went we went a weekend to ourselves. I was like, All right, thanks, ma'am. Um <laughs> This I've is the 52nd week in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just want to begin. You don't want me there. Just say it. Just say it, man. <laughs> I've been fairly good with it, but um, a couple of times, yeah, I, I've broken the restrictions. Like I, especially the 5K rule. The 5K rule, it just seems like an irritating uh, way to police people. But um, I am optimistic that hopefully now we're kind of slowly gearing towards real freedom in the summer. And hopefully if the vaccine actually works, that there won't be a lockdown at Christmas. But who hey, we said that last year. I know. 
I know. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, th- I think you have to, I think there's a fine line between abiding by the restrictions and listen to your own mental health. Um, because I <clears throat> only on my own experiences in the first lockdown, as maybe you had as well, first lockdown, everyone was actually shit scared of even going out the door because they were like, if I catch this, I'm dead. The second lockdown comes in and it's nearly all right, okay, it can it can kill people, but I'm I'm fine, like. Um so you know, you're kind of you're how would you even say like you're you're meeting people obviously within the restrictions um and you're trying to go out more and I think people are just sick of it, like they're reaching reaching breaking point. I know from where myself it was two or three weeks ago, I had a really busy week in work. And I just hit, I hit a wall, like, mentally. I was just sick of it. I was absolutely sick of it. So I went for, I went for a walk and I cleared my head. Don, I, I was grand and I, I went to my sister's house and I was talking to her. And, you know, I was, even those two small things, a lot of people don't even have that luxury of doing that. So, like, I was complaining and going, oh, work is so tough and nothing's open and this and that. And then I was just, Brought back down to earth very fast, like my sister was saying. You can still go outside every day and go to work. A lot of people cannot do that, do you know. And again, I just, I, I want to complain, but I can't because I know that so many people are in such a worse uh, off situation than I am. So yeah, there's absolutely levels to this. As in, like we do a similar job. Like I'm in the car a lot of the time, and. I have one of those letters that gets me past the 5k if I want to. So it's, it's completely different to have that day-to-day freedom if you want compared to somebody since March, 2020, where they literally haven't left the house much at all. Like the, the thing is as well, though, it's like, as you said there, during the first lockdown, it felt like this was the big pandemic of our time. It felt like this was going to kill 20 30 40 percent of the people you knew just by what you were seeing on on the news and now that we have a more realistic idea of what it does to different age groups different people in different types of uh fitness now you kind of have to weigh up different things and like i I heard a great quote from a journalist uh i think his name is ewan mckenna and it was the idea that a healthy society is not just the absence of illness. Like you can't just focus on one thing completely and think that everything else won't fall apart. And like what, what I don't like as well is we're kind of in that stage where there's a lot of finger pointing. It's like, oh my God, Dublin GAA, they went out and had a training session. Oh, these guards, they had a, a haircut from somebody who wasn't the licensed barber. It's like a lot of kind of finger pointing and a lot of blaming other people for doing things that a year ago was so normal like Mm. we have to get past this eventually and again it's just you're hoping that the summer will bring some form of normality it's so strange as well because like again the first lockdown uh people were just again as you said they were just panicked and now it's like you you even said there uh people are afraid to they were afraid to do anything and now it's like oh again blame again pointing the finger why do you know, you're, you're, you're taking the point off, like, obviously, don't get me wrong, COVID is here, it's a real thing. But you're taking the focus off, we're, we're, we're even saying that, like, uh, oh, um, 
people getting cancer is down by a big percentage, but it's because people can't go in and get tested because that's not a priority at the moment. Uh, same with mental health, uh, as in like suicides and stuff like that. They're huge. They're rampant at the moment down in Limerick anyway. Do you know, there's, I, I could literally name about three or four people in the last year, I'd say, that have suffered. Uh, and I'd say not because of COVID necessarily, but it it's, has to be a factor. And it's so it's all so worrying, and especially with people people my age, like I'm I'm thirty years old, um, and especially males my age, because I I think people my age, uh, males, they find it hard to speak anyway. And then when you add in the whole, okay, well, you find it hard to speak. You don't really talk to people. A lot of uh, lads outlook like myself would be you'll have a conversation over a point and that's your that's your home place like my, even my my father now would love to go in and just have a point with his friends that's how he kind of lets off steam and it's very it's very Irish thing I think but when you put a young guy in that setting that that's kind of his outlet where he meets people and he lets off steam over a few points his tongue gets a little loose and he's able to talk about his feelings when you shut that down they, they don't have anything else you know as again some people reach out and that's great and i would encourage more people to reach out but a lot of lads wouldn't and you nearly get closed off even more and it's very worrying so i'm just i'm sick of that then i do, i literally don't care anymore well i do but i don't do you know what i mean i, I think everyone's just reaching breaking point you're, and you're nearly in that indifferent phase exactly exactly and i'm just hoping in the next couple of, i'm hoping we can have some bit of a summer because if we go back into winter and it's still in some bit lockdown, there's going to be there's going to be war. Like, so I think as well, like one of the factors that you have to take into account for young men, as you mentioned, that a lot of men find purpose and meaning in the fact that they're working and it through no fault of their own to have that part of their life taken away, a, a part of life that takes up so much of your time, so much of your energy, so much of your mental focus throughout the day. To have that taken from you and then just to be sitting with your thoughts when you might not have been very introspective before it's it can be a very beneficial thing but it can be a very dangerous thing as well if mm. it's not done within the right circumstances and um, i think it's fantastic that people are starting to talk about mental health in an open way but i still feel that it's kind of a like a buzzword like I, I always feel that it's kind of like a tagline like oh look after your mental health and it's like well how do i do it? all right see you later it's it's like it's not really addressed properly at the moment like i hear lots of people talking about it i don't hear a lot of experts saying what to do because like if you look at physical health we've in the last 20 30 years we've learned so much about different things you can do to improve your physical fitness but at the moment, I haven't seen any like fantastic kind of clear pathways as to these are some of the things that you should do versus these are some of the things you should avoid. Like from your perspective, um, what has your mental health been like throughout the pandemic and what sort of positive things do you do and what sort of negative things do you even try to avoid? Let's see, I suppose the start, the start of lockdown was was incredibly hard for me um that's only from a personal level because i i uh, we had a sudden death in the family and uh that was december 2019 so i'm coming into january 
and I'm all over the place. Uh, February, same thing. Uh, and I celebrated a birthday in February without uh, this person. Then it comes into March, lockdown everywhere. I was not in a good place. Um, I'm not going to say I was, you know, you couldn't talk to me or anything. I, I put on a brave face. Do you know, I'll, I'll always, I wouldn't even say mask my emotions. I talk very openly about my emotions, but I don't do it to everyone. So you'd probably think I'm the happiest person in the world. But again, I, I think everyone has that kind of face they put on in front of people. How are you? I'm Grant. How are you? But what I did at the start of lockdown, uh, again, when, when that death occurred, I, I was actually very scared um, that I was going to start drinking like a lot. Um, so that actually terrified me. So I actually stopped drinking in January. And I've always been saying that I wanted to like get fitter. And so I think everyone says, John, you're coming into January, like, oh yeah, new year, new me, get fit. But I was like, no, I'm actually going to properly do this. And to be honest, lockdown was really the best thing that ever happened in that sense, because everything got closed. Nothing was open uh, and we had nothing to do. So like, uh, the house that I live in now, there's four lads around the same age that are all living in the same house. The novelty for the first week of lockdown was like, yay, lockdown, drinks, 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 lads, 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 you know, like, let's get a pizza for breakfast, lunch and dinner, you know, it was just, it was, again, a novelty. And after a week, it was like, okay, that's after wearing off very fast. So we kind of said, what will we, what we do? Because again, as you said there, when you're, when you're doing something so many times a week or whatever and just say if it's going to the gym or playing GA or any sport or whatever and it gets closed you have so much time in the week to fill with nothing so what can you do so it's very easy it's very slippery slope it's very easy to like do nothing and procrastinate and eat and like it's very easy to get into depression um so the week after that we kind of said will we start doing things in the house together do you know, as in like we started doing hit class or something, you know, we, we didn't really have much equipment in the house. Um, so we started doing uh, two hit sessions every morning, like, just, and it's literally just from looking up uh, hit class on YouTube. It was it, it's free, do you know, it doesn't cost any money. And it was nearly good in the morning because you're getting up, you're doing two hit classes back to back, do you know, 40 minutes, and you're wrecked after, but you nearly feel better straight after I think there's a, I think there's a big correlation between your mental health and your physical health again even I think that that made me want to get fit because I wasn't right mentally and then when I when I looked at myself in the mirror I was like oh I know I would never call myself huge but I wasn't skinny either I was I was just I was just big I was overweight and I didn't like to look at myself and that made me even feel worse and it's just it kind of it's like a circle it keeps it keeps going around and it was only until we started doing something like that. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to give this a proper go. And you kind of start feeling better yourself, started fitting into your jeans that you were probably busting out of, you know, Christmas time. Um, started doing bits and pieces. Then we started, I suppose everything's closed, so you have an extra bit of income. So you know, you're still getting paid or whatever. Like even at work, I was, I was furloughed for, I think, eight weeks. So I literally was getting paid a part of my salary to stay at home and do nothing. So while that sounds amazing, again, the novelty wore off very, very fast. So I had money coming in. I couldn't spend it, which is great. So I was like, oh, I'll save up now and I'll have savings when the company or when the, the world opens in six weeks. <laughs> um, 
So we all started investing in just bits and pieces like uh, dumbbells and stuff like that. So you know, we all bought, like I said, a dumbbells each and bought bits and pieces here and there, resistance bands. and it, it, But it gradually got better, as in like we do two hits every morning, Monday to Friday, and then we'd always have the weekend just for ourselves or whatever, go for a walk or have a few drinks. And then it just increased to, oh, we'll start doing circuit, uh, circuits in the house you know, with the weights and then we got more weights and just got a program. And again, you start seeing results and it's because there was, again, I'm incredibly lucky. I'm with, I'm living with three friends of mine that were very close. So it's very handy for us to do that. So again, compared to someone else who might be living out on their own with housemates that they don't really know or they wouldn't be very friendly with, or if you're living at home with your family, it can be incredibly hard to motivate yourself if everyone's not on the same uh, wavelength. So when we were doing that, it was nearly, it was, we were all pushing each other without even having to say it because you get up in the morning, you do it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a, a circulator. It's like, oh, can I jump in with you? I was like, yeah, no bother. You know, and it's great. And it, we were nearly all pushing each other. And <laughs> I think the funny thing is we still made time for, a couple of drinks at the weekend because I think that's a big thing the social aspect because there's four of us in the house and we're, we're all working or doing our own thing during the week and then we're doing our, our uh, workouts and stuff but we always left the weekend for we'll go for a walk we'll we'll have a few cans tonight and we'll just watch something you know we'll watch a movie and it, that's our way of like decompressing after the week but you feel great if you feel like you deserve your few drinks because you've done so so well in the week and it's hilarious because one of the lads always says it he said uh we were talking to one of our friends uh, a couple of weeks ago and he said oh i can't drink anymore do you know like two cans now and i'm gone i was like why and he said oh sure everything's closed i don't really drink at home and we kind of your man turned to me and he said man we're in the best shape we ever have we've ever been in and we're drinking all the time <laughs> You know, like we go on a big Saturday session, like just in the house. But it's nearly because we feel like we deserve it. We need to just relax and be sociable. But then we go straight back Monday morning then to just doing our doing our uh, workouts and everything. So I think you have to have that 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 level of you like. It's great to be working out, and I suppose it's really good for my mental health. From my from my point of view, uh, like that that wall I hit. I was telling you. That metaphorical one, <laughs> that that wall I hit a couple of weeks ago, that was partly down to me not being able to work out as well because I had a busy busy week in working. I was so busy that I didn't get to do all my workouts in the week. I think I did one, which is nothing for me. Like you know, I usually do four in a week and then go for a run on the weekend or maybe a hike or something. I did one and that was it, and I really felt it. I really did, and it was it was crazy to think that that I've, I've gotten to that level where if you had told me a year ago, you'll do one workout a week and you'll do run one run a week. I'd be like, geez, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's really good. I'm very impressed with that. Now, if I do that in a week, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't done anything. So it's very, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky nearly that lockdown. I'm one of the very, very few, I think, that has benefited from lockdown because a lot of people haven't and they've suffered uh, mentally and a lot of people have put on you know, the lockdown stone or you know, you're literally just going out, getting takeaway just because it's going out of the house, getting having something to do. Go in and get a coffee in the weekend into the milk market, you know, get some food from us all just because you don't want to be at home for the weekend. 
And that's very, very worrying because, again, we're a year and a bit into it. It's very repetitive, do you know? So, yeah, uh, I enjoyed that time. <laughs> Just to give a bit of context as well, um, in January 2020, you were 96 kilos. And yeah. in July 2020, you reached 80.7 kilos. Like that, yeah. within a six-month period, is an incredible physical transformation. Thank if you. you think back to January, mm. what were you feeling? And what was the, like, let's say when people are uh, a weight that they do not want to be, it can be very, it, it, can, it can be a very kind of self-deprecating state of mind to be in. When you were looking at the challenge ahead, what were your thoughts about it? And how do you feel after going through that transformation? Because like, uh, man, it's, it's so fucking impressive. Like to lose 10 pounds is an impressive thing, but to actually like go through a real transformation in a time when you can either go in an upward spiral or a downward spiral within these kind of times, like what was that like for you? Again, I think, I think a lot of it, a lot of it uh, came back to, again, the, the sudden death in the family because I needed to bury myself in something. So in January, I buried myself in work. I was working all the time. I was doing extra work in work just to keep my mind occupied. And that's probably not a good thing as well, because you need to you need to go through that grieving process. And I suppose I was in my own way. Like, I wouldn't show anyone really my emotion or like only the close people in my life. And I'd have my own time to myself. And you no, know, like I, I'd come home there and I'd just have a bad day. I'd start bawling, crying, but I'd be in my room. Do you know? But like, I'm fine with that. I'm like, this is going to be my bad day. So like, that was me in January. I was, I, I took a photo. I was second of January, 96 kg, and I just looked at myself, going, I'm not, I'm not happy with myself. I'm just, I, I don't, I don't feel good. And the, again, this sudden it just just kind of push me over the top. I'm like, what? I need to do something different because I can't, I can't keep just kind of going on like this. As in like, I play a bit of sport, but I'm just carrying that extra bit of weight. And again, I think it's down to just, I'm not eating properly because I, I I work out with a good bit, but I'm not probably doing enough and then I'm not eating properly. And it just all kind of comes together. And then I'll have my, my massive weekend then jump when things were open of like every weekend I'm nearly gone away somewhere with someone doing something I just I don't like being at home the weekend I think it's a waste now I understand people like being at home and Joe on the weekend going oh I'll, I'll take a break I don't know how to take a break I prefer to be going out meeting people doing things because you can sleep when you're dead is my kind of is my um my my the thing that I always have in my head so uh yeah I was 96 kg and things kind of nearly just fell into place uh, a friend of mine um started to become a personal trainer and he I was actually his first client because I I was talking to him a good bit about trying to get somebody back in shape do things at home he was starting his his business and it was online at the time and we were having a chat and I, uh, so I became his first client so he sat me down and it's amazing to see what such small differences you do in your life can can make again you like I lost 15.3 kg which is like two and a half stone and everyone's like oh what's your secret what what did you do different you know, you must be working out the whole time now 
again, I was working very hard. But the huge thing is food. People don't realise what they're actually eating in a on a daily basis. Like uh Jer, my, my personal trainer, he he said to me, he was like the first week he goes, right, do me a favor, just don't like eat normally, don't try and like do a diet or anything, just eat what you eat, but record it all and send it on to me. I was like, Grant. I sent it to him and he goes, Right, you know, for your height and weight, you should be uh consuming twenty two hundred calories in the week to maintain the weight you're on now. If you want to cut, which you do, you should be eating less. The two big words that I say to everyone is calorie deficit. It's 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 literally as easy as that. If you want to lose weight, don't put the calories in your mouth. <laughs> or don't drink the calories. Everyone thinks, oh, drinking isn't isn't calories. You know, it's it's not food. There's so many calories in uh, in alcohol and, and even soft drinks and everything. But uh yeah, like I think that was a big awakening. Like he sat me down and going, right. So you were actually okay like Monday, Tuesday, but then you had like a takeaway on Wednesday and he goes, a takeaway is about two and a half thousand calories, but do whatever it was, it's all you need or something. So you're after having like most of your day's calories plus a bit more in one meal. So I'm after having my breakfast, lunch, and then this. So it was just very interesting to see from what what you are eating, like Tracking my food at the start was very annoying because you literally have to nearly make a, oh, you have to make a database of like, okay, I eat this, I eat this, this is how many calories. And it's just very time consuming. But again, I was sticking to it. I wanted to bury myself in something and work wasn't, uh, wasn't making me feel any better, basically. I was burying myself in work, but I wasn't reaping the rewards. So, so I wanted to do this instead. And I buried myself in it. I made myself do it. And I'd say after about two weeks, the dif- the difference, even just uh, just altering slight things, is absolutely it's 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 amazing when you, when you like I've personally gone through it, so I know like a, a lot of people go, oh well, like I still love my takeaway on the weekend, or I love this and that. Like again, Jur in lifting our fitness, I would in- he encouraged me to still eat, get my takeaway. He goes, if you want to have your pizza there on a Saturday night, grand. But incorporate it into your your daily calories. If that pizza is two thousand calories, you've two hundred calories left to kind of play with for today. So like, eat a bit less. Maybe have it. You know, maybe get a, a kind of healthier pizza that's only fifteen hundred calories, and then have the other calories in the day. Just just know what you're putting into your body. Just don't go over that because if you keep going over that, you're obviously going to gain more weight. So I just. I just incorporate that into my my weekly eating. Like I'd I'd eat well during the week. Then on a Saturday, I'd have a very light breakfast. I'd have a light lunch, but I'd get my takeaway. And you'd be amazed how better you'd feel. Do you know everyone gets taken like I feel so full. I'm ah. You know the thought of a takeaway is nearly better than a takeaway because you eat and you're just so tired. And but it's because you've probably consumed about three thousand calories. Do you know you've way more than you should have, and your body's trying to process all that and just. It's 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 just crazy thing, but uh, yeah, I I still I still uh, I still ate my my treats, my takeaway. I still had my drinks the weekend, but it's just small adjustments. Like if you're drinking a gin and tonic, have a gin, have a slimline tonic. If you're drinking fucking coke, have a coke zero. Do you know, like small little things because there's so many calories and and different things that we don't know. Like bread, bread's a huge thing. I used to have two sandwiches every day for 
uh, my lunch. And Joe was like, would you not cut it down to one sandwich, but make that sandwich absolutely huge? You know, because you're having four slices of bread, have two slices of bread, but have as much as you want in the in the sandwich. Now, my sandwich is absolutely massive. It's got three different meats in it. You know, there's loads of stuff in it, but it's, I feel better. I feel better eating that than if I had just the two sandwiches. Uh, but yeah, small things like that make make a huge difference. Um, and even even from a a mental standpoint, I felt so much better again. Even after a couple of weeks, I think the, f- the first week is the hardest because you have to try and you have to try and adjust. Your body has to adjust to you going for a walk every evening, or again, you know, trying to get into a plan of like we were doing the hit, the hit sessions uh, every morning, Monday to Friday first week and, and I was trying to incorporate a new kind of meal plan my body didn't know what was going on was like what are you doing excuse me so I was just body was all over the place but after that after that week your body kind of accumulates and gets used to it second week then it's like okay yeah I, I remember this from last week this is okay after that it's 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 it got very easy Do you know after all the the meal plans and sitting down tracking my calories, which is the hardest thing. Everyone's like, oh, how do I get skinny? I was like, track what you're eating. But everyone's just too lazy to do it then. So a lot of people, oh, well, but what if I just work out more? Can I eat what I want? No. You can eat what you want, but make sure you're in a calorie deficit. And it's an honesty thing. Like people, people always want to track the salad that they just had but they're more reluctant to track the pizza that they ordered spur at the moment because they weren't feeling good that day do you know what i mean as in like it's it's very um mentally positive to get that dopamine hit where you're like i am doing well but you kind of want to ignore your fuck-ups and it's really important as well like if you like i assume you had days where occasionally you went way over your calories but it's really important that for the next couple of days it's like it's the equivalent of don't get a flat tire and then get out and slash the other three tires in the car. Like don't be self-destructive when you've had a bad day. Exactly. A lot, a lot of people think that uh, if they've, again, as you said, a bad day, they're like, Oh, I had really well breakfast, really good lunch, not feeling great today. So I'm going to get a a Chinese, but I'm not going to track that, you know, but then you're nearly like, Oh, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow's, it might happen again. You're like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing that. But people think like calories are a day-to-day thing. If you're, just say if you have a bad day and you have, again, just take me for instance, 2,200 calories to maintain what uh, my current weight. If I have a bad day and I consume 4,000 calories, okay, bad day, fine. I'll just make sure to cut my calories for the rest of the week because I take it on a weekly basis of calories, not a daily basis. Because if you start, looking at at a daily basis and you have a bad day, you're going to, you're going to feel terrible about yourself. You're going to feel so guilty and your motivation is going to be shot. So at least five a bad day, I'm like, right, I had a bad day. I ate comfort food for most of the day and I'm 2,000 calories over. I'm going to cut that 2,000 calories out of my weekly calorie intake so it levels out and I'm still going to do my exercise and all that. So again, as you said, people get very picky with what they want to do like, yes i will eat that salad look at me i had a salad post on instagram oh great but they, again they don't post the bad food they had because they feel guilty and they don't they don't want to take ownership and again i think that's that's a cycle that 
it's very hard to get out of. Like even even again, from my own experience last year, I was trying to get uh, back into gym. I was in the gym three four times a week, and I was going and I was in a I was in a good uh, I was in a good uh, a cycle. I was going in on a Monday morning, you know, or a Monday evening after work, and I'd go during the week, and then the weekend comes. I'm all, I'm usually gone the weekend, so like I'd go up the country or something, or go to a birthday or go to something, and it would usually be like a two day like event you know so you'd be really really badly hung over on a sunday evening and you get your chinese that's fine but then on a monday then i'm like oh i still don't feel great do you know what i'll i'll, I'll leave i'll leave it off today do you know and then you're like i'll do it tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and it's still today so <laughs> you know it's 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 very easy to to get into that to that habit so like i'd go for a week two weeks three weeks in a row and then I'd have an off weekend because I'm I'm dying on a Sunday and I wouldn't go on the Monday. I was like, I'll go tomorrow. Then Tuesday comes and I was like, ah, still not feeling great. And then Wednesday, I'm like, ah, sure, it's Wednesday now. Sure, I'll just, I'll try next week. Do you know, it's it's very easy to just put it on the long finger. So I was lucky enough that I was able to just go head first into, into doing that. Um, and again, the fact that the gyms are closed, I think is it's very hard for a lot of people to, to adjust it because again a lot of people don't have equipment at home a lot of people went to the gym for their mental health i know two or three people that go to the gym predominantly for their mental health they don't see they're not looking to get great become huge or ultra teen or they literally go to work out because it makes them feel better and i think that's very important to people that yes if you did put on that lockdown zone fine joe no one's going to judge you but just even if you start going for walks, I think everyone's going for walks, to be perfectly honest, because there's nothing else to do. But you know, go to the gym, do something work out. Like the feeling you get from it, it's it's great. And I just I was never the type to sit at home and just close the curtains and just watch movies and you know, binge on Netflix. I I can't do that because I like being active. But again, it's that that's only me. You know, there's a lot of people that are that are not like that. So it it's it's very tough. If you were to meet somebody tomorrow and they were just about to embark on their own personal health journey to try and improve things. What are some of the key points that you would tell them to really focus on? And maybe what are some of the things that are kind of irrelevant in the bigger picture, but a lot of people maybe really focus on them and give a bit of wasted energy to yeah, I think a lot of people focus on the the working out training element too much. Again, now I I'm not saying that I don't work. I work out a lot, so that's fine. But at the start, like the, I, the biggest thing I would say is track your calories. Everyone's again, as I've mentioned before, everyone always says, "Oh, but sure, look, I'll still eat what I want and I'll work out. Just you know, I'll I'll go to gym every day." this week you know so it'll be fine doesn't work like that yes you might see a bit of a difference but like it's at the end of the day it's what you're eating so i'd say if someone if someone was embarking on uh if they wanted to lose weight from tomorrow or they wanted to just get stronger or alter their physique in some way track your food calorie deficit there's loads of free calculators online you can literally type in um uh what you want um You'll get loads of sites to uh what am I what am I trying to say? You'll get loads of um 
calculators, calorie calculators. So you put in your weight, you put in your height, you put in your age, how active you are. It'll it'll give you out a number. To I was like, right, for the information you've given me, this is the amount of calories you need to maintain the weight you're on. If you want to slim down, this is one calories. Do you know? So it's it's very easy to get that number. Once you have that number, again, start looking at what you're eating and in finer detail. Like my fitness pal is an app. It's free. It tracks your calories. If if you input everything in a database into my fitness pal, it'll track your calories on a daily basis. Obviously, you have to input what you eat. And it's very, again, it's very time consuming at the start because you have to create a database of just say, like if I have a, have a, a sandwich, I have to go in and look at the the loaf of bread. The good thing about it is my fitness pal, it has a, a barcode scanner. So I just get the loaf of bread, I'll scan it, it'll tell me exactly what it is, how many calories are in it. So I'll put that in. Same, John, I'll get my my meat, my turkey, my chicken, my ham. John, I'll, I'll scan all the barcodes for that. Um, and it'll show it'll show me what I'm eating. But now a lot of people aren't like me in the sense that like I eat nearly the same thing every day for breakfast and lunch. Or like I have fruit in the morning, I have a sandwich in the afternoon. It's just my dinner is different. But I'm I'm okay with that. I I like um like eating the same thing every day. It's it's just it's it's easier for me. I'm not I'm not too picky. But that's why I like having a treat on the weekend. So yeah, I I think nearly if you're not someone who works out a lot or works out at all even. But you're you want to lose that weight, track, track your food, calorie deficit. That's it. If you can do that, even for two weeks, I guarantee if 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 you follow it and you're in a calorie deficit, you'll see a difference. You'll even feel better. Like I did it. it now it took six months for me, and I suppose that was that was very fast for me to lose two and a half stone. But again, that's down to lockdown. I don't think it would have lasted that fast, only for lockdown because there's literally nothing else to do. Um, and I, again, I buried myself into working out and eating right and just, just in, enjoying that journey because again, I wasn't in a good place and to be perfectly honest, I'm still not in the best place, but I'm in a better place because I'm able to look at myself in the mirror going, I'm happy with that. Do you know, well, for the most part, you know, like I had to shave the head cause it was, uh, it was uh, receding a bit, so getting a bit light. So I took the plunge and shaved my head. Uh, but everything else, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy. Like I can improve, but again, when I look back at photos of myself, I actually hate it because everyone's like, do you remember this? Do you remember this time, Joe, when we went to the pub two years ago? All I can see is me is the weight on me. I'm like, oh my god, look at me there. I was like, why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> but they they all said you were never big. You you carried the weight. That's what I would have said. Like you, like when when I saw the transformation, my first thought was like, I I didn't I didn't recognize you on the left because I wouldn't have thought of you as overweight. You know what I mean? As in, like you do, you would have carried the weight very well for your size. Yeah, like I I even I even showed my my uh, my father and my my brother and my sister the befores and after, and like they were, I was actually seeing them. I go because they were in my bubble over over lockdown and stuff. So like, John just said, "Jeez, you're getting you're getting uh, in great shape, fair play." Do you know, but like they had seen me all the time. They wouldn't have, have seen a massive difference. But then when I showed them literally the picture on the left, the before photo, me at ninety six kg. I think the photo from the side really just it's it's ridiculous. They're like, 
you weren't that big. And I was like, I was, but I'm I'm like I'm six foot two, I'm tall. I was like, yeah, but you're you no, you weren't that big. I was, like, I was. It's just I carried it well. And I knew I knew what to wear, which is a big thing. Like dry I always used to wear a, a t-shirt with a with an open shirt, partially because I couldn't close the fucking thing. But <laughs> but like do you know that would like people if if people wear their clothes well, you wouldn't realize how big they really are. Um, so I think I think a lot of people were shocked that I actually was that big. I I to be honest, I was shocked myself. Like I I took that photo on second of January, and I didn't realize what journey I was going to go on. I didn't think go oh, right. Okay, I'm going like I'm going to take this photo today, and I'm going to drop two and a half stone in six months. I literally just went right. I'm not looking like this anymore. I'm going to start my journey. I don't know where it's going to take me. I just want, I want to lose that weight and I want to tone up. And I just started, I didn't have an end goal. And I, I, again, I think that's, that's something that a lot of people struggle with because like just say, um, someone trying to lose weight, like, right, I want to lose a stone in two weeks or three or a month or, you know, they'll, they'll give themselves unrealistic timeline because they're like, oh, it's, it's the summer next month. Right. Okay. I'm going to lose two stone. Do you know, that's, that's not feasible like well it might be but not healthily yeah. so it's I, I think people need to stay away from that target weight as in the target weight loss like I would I would have never thought I would drop down to 80 kg I always thought right I'm 96 if I lose probably a stone stone and a half geez, I, I look way different I look much better you know I was like I was shooting for the 90 kg mark, I was like, oh, yeah, 6 kg, 7 kg, I'll be all right. But it just, it just kept falling off me, literally because I was eating better and it, it wasn't in an unhealthy way. I had that way to lose. So everyone is different. I lost 15.3 kg because I had it to lose. Like some people mightn't have that, to, you know, someone might eat, only lose 4 kg, but like they mightn't have been big. You know, so it would have suited them. Like I had that weight, I was carrying that weight, so I had it to lose. So uh, I would, I would urge people to not, not um, look at a, a t- like give give yourself some target, like something to work to. But don't be disappointed if you don't hit it. I didn't give myself any target. I didn't give myself six months. You know, whatever. I was, I just had in my head, I'll hope to lose a stone, stone and a half. But I'll, I'll see how the process goes. Because again, going back to going back to Jura when he was checking in with me the whole time, you know, he would always tell me to just to weigh myself. But he he reassured me that like on some days you're you're not going to lose weight. You know, you're you're going to go up. It's literally it's all relative. You know, you're working out a lot. Muscle is heavier than fat. You know, you might have days where you you're up in the scales or they haven't moved. But he always says judge it on on what you wear. Do you feel do you feel comfortable in that size medium t-shirt? Do you know, is it you might be up on the scales, but you look way better in that t-shirt or in those pants? Do you know? So I I actually don't weigh myself anymore because I know what effect it give. Like I'm I think anyway, I'm up to around 90 again. But like I look totally different. I'm it's it's mostly it's it's mostly muscle. Like I've I've lost a good bit of fat. Um my pants are way smaller. My t-shirts are way smaller. Like I'm up again into the 90 region, I think, but everything fits differently and I'm I'm a healthy 90-ish KJ in your skin. I, 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 re, I really do I feel I feel confident in my skin. I'm 
again, I think it goes back to because I feel so confident that has helped me with my mental health, like as in my my grieving of that sudden death, that that was really, really hard for me. But the fact that I was able to bury myself in working out in this whole environment, like I'm, I'm not over it. I don't think I'll ever be over it, but it's it's really helped the process. And I, I do feel better. I, I still have my bad days. I still have my days where I come home and I'm supposed to do a workout. And I'm like, no, not, not today, not today. And everyone gets like that. That's fine. But I make that day my own. I'm like, do you know what? This is going to be my bad day. I'm going to feel awful. I'm going to listen to sad songs that will make me cry. Do you know, I'm I'm just going to have a bad day. But this is my bad day. I'm not going to feel like this tomorrow. And I make myself not do that. So that the next day, I actually feel great. So I'm like, okay, I'm, le- I'm letting the bad in. Do you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm having a bad day. No, no, I can't. I have to be positive. Have that bad day. Everyone has a bad day. Be, have that day that make it your worst day ever go up to your room clo- don't talk to anyone close the blinds ball your eyes out but make sure it's that day I guarantee you the next day you'll feel much better I, you, you said some great stuff there like it, it's 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 nice to have an aspirational goal but it's much more important to focus on the weekly process and like counting calories or like being honest with yourself is the main thing like just look at yourself now and see where you are at the moment and don't think too far down the line like in 12 months i want to be there it's getting the right routines in place week to week and as well i suppose it's 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 knowing yourself like you're someone who seems very personally motivated to do physical activity but some people work incredibly well with that personal trainer like did your personal trainer focus more on the nutrition side of things or was it a lot of scheduled physical activity as well uh, i think at the very start it was it was all food like he knew that i was active enough like doing the hit sessions with the lads he didn't he didn't worry about that at the start he goes i'm concerned about what you're putting into your body like what are you eating what are you drinking on the weekend i want you to track it all and like the big word you said there, routine, it's very, very, very hard, I think for a lot of people, myself included, to get into routine. But once you're in it, it's so easy to maintain that routine. Like, again, very hard for me to do, to uh, switch switch up my meals. Very hard for me to do that much um, physical activity in the week. But that was off my own accord. It, was, it wasn't because uh, Jura was, was making me do it. He was only concerned about my food, but once, once I got used to it, once I was in it, it was it was just much easier. Like a lot of people would find it hard to get into that mindset, and they might fit, they might stop, and they might give up just because like, oh, this is hard. This is probably what it's going to be like for six months. I'm not enjoying this. I didn't really enjoy it for the first week or two. I was so tired all the time just because it was my body was there was a, a change going on. You know, it really like, feels like you're going through like a, an addict's withdrawals from from yeah. your your weekly routine. Yeah, it was it was it was it's a weird feeling. Um, and again, and I can see how how a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't keep up with it or just give up after a few days or a week or two weeks or whatever because you you have that lull. It is it is a lull like in that first week or two. It's just it's it's a strange feeling. But once you once you keep pushing on, you will start to enjoy it. But again, I know it's not for everyone, but everyone needs food. All you have to do is just look after it that bit more. Just look in finer detail 
what you're what you're eating, what you're drinking. And if you can control that, you can still have your treats, you can still have whatever you love to eat, but just have a look at the rest of the calories in the day, in the week, and just it it's it's all relative. I think as well it's important that you mentioned that there is a difference in terms of weight between body fat and muscle. And it's really important not to get kind of caught in that trap week to week, day to day of stepping on the scale, seeing a number and then letting that number define how how you feel about yourself when maybe in the last five, six, seven days, you were actually doing very, very positive things for your health. Like it's just, it's such a negative trap to get into where you get on a scale and you look at a number and it's like, that number isn't less than the last time I did it. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, it's 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 very strange. I think it, it goes back to like older generations where we didn't have much that information about nutrition, about the way we recovered, the way we different workouts, you know, everything. Back then it was just, you know, if you're if you're strong, you know, lift heavy. You know, lift heavy to get strong. If you want to lose weight, stop eat, you know, eat less. But that is literally what to do. Eat less, less calories. But back then it's I, I think, and I hope not to be stereotyped here, but females really would, like a lot of my female friends would look at the scale, they'd always step on the scales and go, oh, that's that's uh, that's more than I was last week. And you know, I'd now turn around going, hold on a second, were you not in the gym, you know, squatting for five days in the week? You know, do you not feel better about yourself? That's that's muscle that you've put on. And they're like, no, no, no. Oh, not, it's, it's probably that... That slice of bread I ate on Tuesday afternoon at four fifteen. Do you know it's yeah. it's they make themselves feel bad about the scales going up. Jur said to me at the very start, "Don't worry about scales. The scales will change if you're do if you're doing your your work. If if you're putting in this amount of stuff, trust me, the ch- the scales will change. Don't expect it to happen overnight." And it, so he he told me not not to weigh myself. He goes, "We'll we'll do this for the first couple of weeks." Then you can weigh yourself and we'll, we'll go from there. But I think I was used to check in with him. And I think one week, again, because I was I was losing the weight because I had it to lose, I was losing it fast. But there was one week, I think, that I think I, w- I went up in weight. And it, it, it affected me. I actually was, was thinking, wow, this is, oh, is this it? Right, okay. Do you know, this is, this, is, uh, this is all I can go down and that's it. And Joe got back on to me and, Try. I'd be very open with him because he'd be a friend of mine. And he said, uh, "Hold on a second. Uh, did you not tell me the other day that that shirt you couldn't close, you can now close, and it fits very well?" Yeah, I did. Okay, so why are you worried about numbers on a scale? You're obviously improving. Uh, muscle is heavier than fat, so you're you're doing your work. You're getting stronger. Your muscles are you're getting you're getting bigger, but with your muscles and you're losing the fat. So don't worry about about scales I think that's a big thing for for a lot of people it goes back to again different generation they just look at scales and if if it's bigger it's bad you know so um one thing I'd like to ask as well so over this six month period you made this significant physical transformation and when you told people on social media what was the feedback like how did it make you feel and after that what was what was the next couple of weeks like because like whenever I see like a a before and after photo like it's really impressive but I'm always curious like 
what's it like after you post that photo or tell people of your physical transformation? Does the motivation dip or are you in such a, a period of positive momentum that you can continue it? Because a lot of people, when they're about to start some sort of a physical transformation, because you see so many before and after photos, that's probably something in the mind. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, like, wouldn't it be amazing if I could, if first of all, if I could change myself, but I could show people that I've changed and get that positive feedback. But it's a moment in time, if that makes sense. It's the, it's the equivalent of uh, just focusing on finishing uh, a marathon. Like mm. crossing that line is a second. But what was that like for you? It's, it was, to be honest, it was incredibly rewarding for me because personally I knew that I, I, did, I did that in six months. I was so proud of myself. Now, I wouldn't be, like, I'm on social media, I'm on social media platforms. I wouldn't post every day about everything, put up stories all the time. I didn't publicly let people know that I was doing this. Obviously, my close friends knew that I was doing it because we were all working out together in the house and my other friends that weren't living with me. So, like, people didn't really know. And we were in the middle of lockdown anyway. So I'm not, I'm not I wasn't posting up things every week going, oh, here's an update, I'm doing this. I was doing it for myself. Um, and I, I think, in a way, it's nearly good to do it yourself because I think I was nearly afraid to fail as well because if I told people that, oh, I'm going doing this, you know, I'm go- I want to lose weight and whatever, you nearly have, you nearly feel like you're liable to do that. And if you fail, everyone's going to laugh at you or everyone's going to like, but you told me you're going to do that and you didn't, you know? So, I think there's that element as well. I didn't want people to know, like publicly on like all these platforms. But I, I said that if if I saw mo- enough of a transformation, that I would post it. First of all, to show that it can be done. Second of all, to promote lifting that fitness, uh, because Jor is just unbelievable, and he gets a lot of stick because he's not your normal looking PT. You know, six pack this and that. Jor's a big guy but he's probably one of the strongest people I know. And while he might not look like this perfect model, he's went through his own journey of losing, I can't remember, it was something crazy, like eight stone or something. You know, so he was even bigger than he was, but he's gotten so much stronger, so he doesn't let the scales dictate his life. But uh, yeah, like I still remember the day I put, put up that that photo. It was it was weird, so I, I put it up and... Uh, I, I wrote what I wanted to say, and again, it, it had a lot to do with with mental health, um, and obviously physical health, and it, it just it all went into one. And I remember putting it up, and I actually I was out with my sister. We were we were shopping in in town, and uh, it, it was like it was still like lockdown was over, but things were open. So, um, you know, like with restrictions in place, kind of a thing. So I remember we were in town shopping, and I put it up. And I, the second I posted it, I put my phone on airplane mode and I just put it in my pocket. Um, first of all, because I wanted to spend time with my sister, don't go shopping and we went for we went for food. Um, and second of all, just because I didn't want, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And that's what I was afraid to see what would happen. But it was just, I was like, I'll, I'll, sit, I'll sit down later and I'll, I'll have a look. So we, me and my sister agreed that we, when we were getting food, We'd, I'd take it off airplane mode and we'll see. And to be perfectly honest, the feedback was amazing. As in, like, 
I now I got I got a few jokes thrown away, but again, I think that's great because I can laugh at myself anyway. Because in the picture on the left, I had a full head of hair, <laughs> and the picture on the right in June, I had shaved my head. But again, as I said, it was thinning out anyway. So at least with the transformation, like I got to do that, and a lot of people kind of had a were slagging me over that. But again, it's it's all in jest. They're my good friends, so it's fine. It wasn't a random person. If a random person said it, like I'd get kind of, you know, a bit a bit annoyed, but. Uh, they'd kind of slag me over that but like 99% of the feedback was absolute like it's, ama- it's amazing like the feedback you can get for just doing something like that and I was, I was so happy that I was able to to show showcase how you can do it and like and obviously show, showcase how, how good a PT juror was because like there's been days I did not want to do anything or I was having a bad day or you know again speed bumps the whole way through like your services 24-7, like you can message him any time of the day and say, Joe, and ask him anything or any anything related to anything. Like he's he's so good at it. it's very personal touch. And um uh yeah, the, the, the feedback was just it was it was it was crazy to be <laughs> to be honest. I, I had a I had geez, I had five or six people get on to me um as, like asking what's your routine we send it on to me. Or what are you doing, John? What's the secret? This not that, John? I, I want to do this and I want to do that. And like, I referred a lot of them to Jer, but I suppose they don't know Jer, but they know me. It's like, oh, thanks for that. But like, can you kind of like, what's what's the what's the, what's the easy way to do this? You know, like you did in six months. So how can I do it? And I always say it's it's not it's not an easy fix. You can't just go, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get skinny. Oh, I'm skinny. Nice one. Um, I was like, it's hard work. But it's so reward. The reward at the end is just amazing. And like the two words that I've I've said to everyone who's asked me, calorie deficit. Get into calorie deficit and you're laughing. You can still eat what you want, but in moderation. And that's that's literally if you take away anything from this that you want to get fit, calorie deficit. You've mentioned uh mental health a few times when you were talking. So besides uh physical activity are there any day-to-day week-to-week routines that you've put in place to try and maintain or improve your mental health or are there certain things that maybe even in the last 12 months you've tried to put out of your weekly routines i think in in like 2021 that we're in now i think it's i think it's a very dangerous time for mental health Bit, like especially because like I, I give an example like I I'm on a few social media platforms TikTok is a new platform I've been recommended it by numerous amount of people because they're like oh you'd love this you'd love this this would be great I'm scrolling on it for hours I will not join TikTok because I know that I would be on my phone so like for in in terms of my mental health what I try to do to improve like even over the last couple of years is I actually do not like being on my phone, even though I am on, like, I put my hands up, I am on my phone a lot, but I use my phone a lot. Like, I, I use Spotify all the time, so I, I drive for a living, I'm in the car, so I use Spotify. Uh, obviously, I'm on, like, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever. Like, my emails, my like, you've everything in your phone, and it's such a great time that we live in that you're able to do that, but at the same time, people are consumed by it. And again, you'll see these people on whatever platform, and they're like, oh my God, look at that person. They look amazing. I need to get like that. But then you look at yourself, oh, I'm not like that at all. And it's just very easy for 
something like that to like affect you that day that week then like obviously all this like online abuse as well John you know, it's very easy to like like it, it would have been very easy for a random person uh to comment underneath my my status about my transformation and like absolutely just tear me to pieces you know like just say awful stuff and they get away with it you know because they can do like oh i'll never meet him i'll say really mean things so i try not go on my phone it's it's very hard that it's not really working <laughs> especially because we're in lockdown you know, it's very hard to not go on your phone a lot um but again the phone is it's it, it's it's a double-edged sword it can be such a good thing such a bad thing because like you're not meeting people but like i'd always try and stay in contact with a lot of my friends so you're talking to them on the phone you're messaging them you're you're doing that and that's that's so great but at the same time then you're just there's so much content there to go through and just scroll past and before you know you you've been on your phone for two hours and i don't think that's good for mental health at all so like that's only that's only one thing um like working out anyway is a big thing for my mental health again i can only speak personally but it makes me feel better it's like my way of of de-stressing um nearly like I'll, your keystone habit if you want to call it that yeah so like if if, if i if i can't do that within the week i'll <laughs> I, I i will immediately feel worse and it's very it's very it's all it's such a powerful thing that um i'm able to do it though i'm 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 only i'm only delighted that i can do that and excel um but like another thing i do now and i think a lot of people are doing over lockdown out of boredom is like going for walks like that's grand i actually really enjoy going for a walk i'll put my headphones in and i'll, I'll put on a podcast i listen to a lot of podcasts um another thing is hikes i absolutely love going for hikes just out in the fresh air with a couple of your mates and you're it's hiking it's not walking so you can't really be like on your phone because you're going up like rough terrain or you know you're, you have to put in work so your phone's in your pocket and you're just sitting there talking with your friends and it's it's such a great thing to do i think it's very hard especially in the times we're in now that like there's a 5k there's a 5k restriction so like i don't live near any mountain areas so i couldn't really go anywhere no it didn't stop me like but <laughs> you know like there, there's been times that i was finding it unbelievably hard i was like i really need to get out and i, I went for like i just i was like i don't care if the, if the guards stop me like i'm literally just, I'll, I'll tell them the truth like i'm going for like mentally i don't feel great this is and i'm not going near anyone so like do do what you have to like you know give me the fine grant i need to do this for my mental health and it's it's such a it's such an important thing um to to look after because it's it's so easy to to fall into um like even just coming in home turning on the tv watching netflix you know you could binge watch an episode there for eight hours and you wouldn't realize you think oh that's where i'm after watching that but like you didn't do anything you didn't go anywhere you you know is is that maybe it doesn't affect it and everyone's mental health maybe it does i don't know it affects my mental health so like i have a list as long as my arm of things to watch <laughs> giving recommendations um and i just i don't have time and everyone's like sure we're in lockdown of course you have time i'm like but between me coming home after a long day of hard work have my dinner doing a workout you know it's it's late enough and i'm getting ready to go to bed then you know um but even from from a personal standpoint, I think uh, it was it was very hard for me when I was younger, um, because when I was 
when I was 20, when I was 21, uh, one of my friends uh, committed suicide and he was the first person properly that was very, very close to me that died. Like, obviously you'd have like relations that die in the, like the role or whatever, but I was never really close, really close with anyone. And I was so lucky for that because I still had my family and they were all alive um, at the time. But when he died, I've, ne- I've, I don't think I've ever been in, in such a dark place in my life because it's, I, I, did, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was going through. Like I, I was just in bed all the time. I didn't want to talk to anyone and I didn't know why I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm sad, but sure, look, somebody's get on with today. But like, even when I was meeting people, I was just, I was a different person. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it terrified me because my friend just died. He was 21 years old. So his life is over. And there's me going around and I can't seem to do anything. And I'm like, I can't, like, I hope that's not me. Do you know, and it really, really affected me. And I think it, it changed a lot of, uh, it, it changed a lot of the, the habits like that I'd have on a day-to-day basis. Like I would, like just say before that happened, I, I cared a lot about what people thought. Like really did, like as in I wouldn't, if I even to say like a shirt and it was a bit out there, I'd, I'd never wear it. I'd never buy it in a million years because I know that all oh, one of the lads might slag me for that. And, you know, oh, I want everyone to, you know, to, to like, oh, that's cool. That's cool shirt. You know, just small things like that. And like after that, I literally went, why, why am I trying to do things to please other people? The only person I need to please is myself. Like, so I, th- I think after that, I kind of, I kind of said to myself, I was like, you, you need to start living here. You, know, you need to properly just embrace yourself. So like, I just, not without sounding too out there, but like, I literally didn't care what people thought of me anymore. Like I did something because I like to do it and I found it fun or I've, you know, like I, I, I've a big, I've a big circle of like close friends, family, and I would, I would do anything for them. And I, th- and I think they know that. Again, before that, it was nearly like everyone was confined, didn't want to talk, didn't want to do anything. But like, I actually, I like when, just say, I meet friends because I'd ask them how they're doing. And if they're not having a good, a good day, I'm like, okay. Do you know, and I, again, I think there's a big stigma around, around uh, lads, especially uh, middle-aged lads, young lads, that they don't properly talk. As in like, they'll talk to each other about sport or the weather or whatever. But like, they never asked like how are you doing do you know and i think they find it like a weakness or vulnerability to go do you know what i'm not doing great didn't have a good week mentally i'm not feeling great because they'd be afraid of someone like oh do you know they might slag him or something but like i i i started doing that as in like start talking to my friends like i'm, I'm not feeling i'm not feeling great this week and like they they talk to me about it but like i think you have to pick pick who you talk to because I have some friends there that like if, if I I've said like stuff to them in the past that were like so I'd be deep enough conversation for that kind of stuff they just look to you with a blank face they're like oh my god what what the fuck is this <laughs> what is going on here and they'll just kind of go oh okay okay and that's it it's 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 very strange like a lot of people just aren't aren't wired that way and that's fine but I'm I'm glad that I'm able to be an outlet for anyone of Anyone that knows me, like, knows that, well, I hope they know anyway, that they can, 
if they want to reach out to me, they can because I'd always, I again, I think there's, it's not a weakness being vulnerable, especially when it comes to mental health. But again, that needs to be uh, campaigned more by the government because they don't, they don't seem to say anything about it. It's all again, as you touched on earlier. Oh yeah, do well for mental health. Oh, actually, I have a follow question. Uh, what? <laughs> no, no, uh, no, we're done now. Do you know what's it's? It's 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 worrying. It's it's very very worrying because anyone is capable of taking their own life, and again, lockdown has showed that it's been very tough from a physical and a mental standpoint, and something needs to be done. But again, what I don't know. I think what you said there is important. Like when you look at women or girls, they do seem to be far more comfortable with engaging with each other on an emotional level. Whereas some young men, if they're experiencing something that's causing them like a stress or to feel just terrible day to day, the first thing that nearly happens is that feeling of, well, if I open myself up to somebody and they are not the person to open up to, that can be a catastrophic thing in your mind. But that feeling of isolation can be extremely detrimental and the thing is you don't realize until you start talking to people that most of the stuff that you're experiencing your friends have experienced at different stages in your life like the the human experience is uh like there's all these common things like we we all go through similar things at different times but that feeling of isolation and thinking that there's something wrong with you and something unfixable with you is a dangerous place to be. And then if that slips into like a feeling of nearly personal shame, I think shame is one of the worst feelings to be sat in. Like if you're, if, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you look like, you don't like what you look like at the moment. And that makes you feel this, repetitive downward spiral of shame i think shame is one of the most dangerous emotions to be to be trapped in and to believe yeah. the story that is causing you to experience shame yeah and I, like you touched on something there and it's it's so true that like again you might be feeling really bad about yourself you might have had a bad week down day whatever if you don't want to talk about it with anyone because you think oh well like he's never had a down day so you know or he's he's he seems so happy go lucky He's probably fine. He probably won't have a clue. He won't be able to relate. But it's literally when you start opening up and actually talking to people, they'll re- they'll relate. It's 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 unbelievable. I think what's really helped me as well during the lockdown, like with the podcast, to have a creative outlet for me is vital for me. Like I find if I'm not doing something creative, I can be personally a bit self-destructive like in terms of i i need something to to focus on day to day week to week that's interesting me outside of work like that's crucial for me are there any kind of things that you focus on yourself well again i i think it goes back to like again the the gym and the working out i think that's a that's a crucial cog for me to to be able to i suppose just express myself in a way but de-stress um that's my way of just letting out a bit of steam because I think I think everyone gets worked up about one thing or the other work obviously being probably one of the main ones but it's literally only I think it's I think it's an Irish thing as well you know if, if you come in after a long day's work and someone asks oh how was work 
you literally just bitch and moan for about 10 minutes going, oh, well, you'll never guess what happened to me today. Karen came in and asked for the manager. Oh, you know, t- said I was doing a terrible job. Like, but that five or 10 minutes of them complaining probably makes them feel so much better, even though you can't relate because, you know, you don't know about their job or you don't have a clue what, what's going on. But you you just listen. And it's it's very it's very easy for people to, I suppose, to, to walk around and think, oh, um, he's happy, he's fine. Oh, she's sad, she must be depressed all the time. You know, like they'll see your expression and they're like, oh, well, sure, you're that kind of person. Like, you're always happy. Sure, you're not sad. But I think it's very, I think, I think once you learn that everyone, literally everyone has gone through something, that it would, like, again, when, just going back to when, when, my, when my friend died, when, when that happened, I literally went, oh my God, everyone is going through something. And I, I, I nearly felt guilty because I'm like, well, like how, how couldn't he, like he could have talked to me. Do you know, I would have sat down there with him for hours if he needed me to. Um, and after that, I just went, do you know what? You don't know what people are going through. Why, why do people get so, like, why are people so negative? I literally try and see the positive in everything. Um, so like, uh, and like, again, that's very hard. Something like lock, lockdown. I'm trying to see the positive of lockdown. Sure, I, I lost all that weight. So like, that's that's a huge positive for me. But like, I I would not go out of my way to be mean to someone unless they li- they really piss me off. But it's very hard to piss me off. Do you know, like you'd really, you'd want to like, I don't know, knock me down or something. <laughs> Do you know, to annoy me. But like, once you, once you realize that, that, it's going to sound strange, but like people are people too. As in, people have gone through things there. They might put on this brave face, but like, you don't know what's happening in their life. So why can't you be nice? Like, I'm generally nice to everyone. I feel that I've a good rapport once you meet me because I'm positive. I'm nice. You know, I'm, I'm interested in talking to you. I'm not closed off. I'm not like, oh, well, you know, just a, t- a typical kind of man. Oh, yeah. You know, to sport, I like I'm engaged and I, I want to talk to you. I think I think more people need to realize, and I hope they do with lockdown as well, that that once you talk to someone, it's okay to open up. They have gone through something as well, whether it be really small, really big. So like they're people, they're not going to judge you. But again, I suppose the message I'm kind of trying to say is pick the right person to talk to. Your family are always going to be concerned for your well-being. So maybe start there, maybe one close friend. And make that friend your point of contact because something small as that, and even just talking about small problems you're having in your life, the weight, the weight will be lifted off your shoulders because you feel like that you've you've openly talked about it. If you keep something internal, it'll eat away at you. It's 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 mad. Like. Uh, yeah, I think just going back to the point of shame, like it's I think it's really, really detrimental to look back on only your negative personal past experiences and think that those things that you did five years ago, 10 years ago, define who you are now. Like it's it's really, really crucial. Like if you met somebody and it was the first time you met them uh, this coming week, you would meet them as they are because you don't know their past experiences. But like that feeling of shame, it's because you're carrying around certain things that have happened in your life and thinking that they define you as a person in the moment now. Yeah, yeah, 
No, I, 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 I totally see where you're coming from. And again, as you said, like shame can feel so uh, within yourself that it's so easy to spiral. And again, in these times, it's it's probably multiplied by ten because you've no you've no outlet. Like if your outlet is, I don't know, like even taking taking uh, my my father for example, he his outlet is literally going to the pub for about four hours and he will have like a point or two points but like he's 65 he will sit down and talk to his friends because he wouldn't know how to sit down at home and, and talk to us like on a on a big level and if it's about something big if it's about something small but again it's a different generation so I think I well I hope that our generation and the generations uh coming up make it easier to talk about anything because shame shame can kill you I think as well, it's really important to realize that like, especially young men, like men love being part of a a team and like things like going for a hike with the lads. The hike is nice, but the hike gives you something to do while you can talk and open up about life. Like it's the exact same thing as when lads meet and watch sport, like the sport is on, but the sport gives you nearly an excuse to chat about stuff that's happening. It's just that maybe that initial discomfort to actually just sit down face to face and have a conversation about what's happening with you right now. Exactly. I, I, and I think that's why sport is such a, a big, a big thing, especially in Ireland. Uh, like if there's a soccer match on, you know, like you'll want to meet Leslie, Oh, we go watch the soccer match. And then if you had like a, an agenda in your head that like, Oh, I really want to talk to someone about what, what happened. Oh, should I meet him for soccer? And I might just put, put it into the conversation. Whereas if I rang you saying, caveman uh, and he talks something you know something bad's after it happened there i just need to talk to someone like it depending on the person they could be like okay that's a bit do you know you you'd nearly feel again ashamed you'd feel awkward do you know and like you probably feel anxious because you're going to them and they don't know what to expect so at least if it's in a relaxed setting like yeah sure look we'll just go to the pub do you want, do you want to go for a few points yeah how are you anyway oh, i'm going well do you know this happened oh i didn't know do you know it's it's kind of easily brought in but it's very hard to just, I, I suppose it is, it is very hard to like hit someone straight away going, come here, can we talk? Because it's so, it's it's such a heavy thing straight away and you don't know what they're going to say. But again, it all depends on the right person. The right person could, like someone said that to me, I'm like, yeah, of course, Kenny, you're right. But other people could go, oh my God, what's he going to say to me here? Do you know? Um, Breen, I'm really conscious of your time, but before we go, I just want to say that when we were teenagers, we used to sell shoes together down in the Crescent. And I still look <laughs> back on that job as one of the most fun times working that I can remember. And it was just such a good crack to spend that much time with you each week. Like, it was a fantastic time. Like, Oh, my God. Like, when I think of the stuff that we... Like, just the stupid stuff the that we just... Stuff, all, like <laughs> Stupid, stupid stuff. But, like, again, it's forever etched into my mind of just, like, the crack we had just like we like we were that was a stopgap for us part-time until we finished college or did whatever so like we weren't taking it too seriously and it's it was just great to like again that was an interaction that's just us having the crack like-minded people silly stupid shit but it i think it goes so far oh like (laughs) there's a yeah there's a few things we probably shouldn't say but yeah it was was good times (laughs) um Freeman, it's it's been a pleasure catching up and we'll have to do this again sometime. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me and definitely I'd love to come back on anytime. Cheers, bud. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you helped spread the word by sharing this episode with your family and friends, subscribing to the Kevin Doherty podcast and following me on Instagram at the Kevin Doherty podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.